Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I got nothing to say about that. Just get free. We can move on now. <laughs> I'm sorry to make you uncomfortable. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. And, this, and um, joining me tonight is Ashley Cook. Ashley, thanks for hopping on. Yeah, thanks for having me. People should know where you're from, but just, just to go through the motions, what, what teams are you currently playing on? Currently, I am playing on Finesse for Women's in Elite, and I am playing with Dope for Co-Ed. Gotcha. And then when we talked about in the recap, you're formerly from Anarchy, Pandemonium, and Rain. Was that correct? Yes, that is correct. And like, I think you, so you came on my radar like maybe a couple years ago. Um, kind of pegged you for for the north, um, which is where you're at now, right? Like you, you moved yeah, to the west so coast a little bit, and go ahead. I am originally from Minnesota, um, born and raised, and then I so I started playing in the end of 2014. Started traveling in 2015. And then last year, the 2018 series for Elite, I played on the East Coast. This year, um, I moved to the West Coast for a little while, lived in California. And so this past season, I was able to play on the West Coast for the Elite series. Gotcha. And what brought you out to the, to the West Coast? Um, basically, good timing on a break from school. Um, so went to live with Tad for a little while and... Now I'm back in Minnesota, um, going back to school in the fall. This is Tad DeLugo, right? My favorite human yes. being ever. Love that kid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that guy's awesome. Um, okay, so um, Tad kind of brought you out there, change of pace, change of scenery, that kind of stuff. But now you're back um, because of school. Is that what brought you back to Minnesota? More or less, yeah. Okay, good stuff. Yeah, and I think another reason why you would show up on the radar is just because you were, you were everywhere, and it was one of those things that like, drove me crazy. Like, I could have sworn she was north, but now she's east. Oh, cool. Now she's west. Wait, no, now she's back north. Like, stop it. Like, just stop moving around. But it's just, like, the thing to do. If you can, if the timing's there and you can afford it, like, why not play as much dodgeball as possible and, and just get as much in as you can? Absolutely. So one thing that, that's come up before we dive in was um, starting to ask people like what their number is. Um, so what is your number and like what's the uh, significance of that? Uh, my dodgeball number is eight. And um, that actually was, I formerly played soccer and that was the first number I had on my jersey. And so I've stuck with that as much as possible. Um, at one point I was 24 for my birthday when eight was already taken. Um, last year for Worlds, I was 18 because eight was already taken. But generally speaking, my number is eight. Gotcha. And it's mostly just because that was like the first sports number that you got assigned to you? like. Yes. Yep. And I had so much fun with soccer and loved that first year when I played. And so just tried to keep it. Well, eight's a fantastic number. Um, it's it's the right number. So I agree. Um, of course. So you played soccer. What what else did you play growing up? That is it. Just soccer, huh? What yep, uh just soccer. What position? Like anything specific or Um, when I was younger I played midfield and when I realized I didn't have to do as much running, I switched over to defense. <laughs> hmm. Less running, more more engaging the, the offense, I guess. I'm not really Yeah. I'm not a huge soccer fan. I I can't uh 
if I played any soccer, it'd be like goalie just so I can touch the ball because I, I can't do anything else. Like I'm just terrible at it. <laughs> but the running would probably yeah. do me a lot of good. Um, do you still Looking play? back, I don't actually know how I played. Um, I'm not a big cardio person these days. And so kind of blows my mind that I played. But um, I actually gave up soccer when I started playing dodgeball. Really? So it's just dodgeball now and that's it? Yep. Hmm. For uh, now. Still anyway. my heart and my body. Yeah, it's got everybody. Our fingers, our hands, wrists. Yeah, it's just uh, the dodgeball gods take their, they'll take what they can. But um, it's funny because we we're kind of talking about offline. We're just like, you're wondering if you uh, conditioned more where you would be. Um, did you feel that at all during the combine? Um, yes. Um, specifically during the combine, I could tell that I was a little bit off of my game. Um, with the recent move and everything, I haven't really had the time to train or for that matter, even practice. Um, pretty much all I've been doing to play catch up here is work. Um, so hopefully now that I'm a little more settled in and have my job lined up and all of that, I'll be able to start going to the gym and actually make it to dodgeball nights too. Gotcha. Yeah, I guess you kind of have to take care of like adult responsibilities first and then dodgeball yeah unfortunately that's how i felt at uh west round three as well i felt a little a little out of it needed a little time to get back in the swing of things balls were moving a little faster than i remember since it had been a minute but we we got there so yeah and so that was one of the things that you were talking about in the in the recap for the the women's division was just that how grateful you were to have a team that I almost like carried you, um, not in the like the you know they they carried you to a victory sense, but they like they they pick you up and you as in like anybody on that team. Um, how, can you kind of go into that a little bit more? Like just like what is so awesome about finesse? Like you guys are just you seem like you're always having fun. You guys seem like you support each other really well, and you guys all all care. So like, how has that helped you uh, progress through this year through all the change? Um, they have been absolutely amazing. Uh, round two, I was in a really, really bad headspace, and um, it was really hard. I honestly, just at that point, didn't really want to be playing. And every time they could see me feeling down, they were right there, whether it was they were giving me a hug or they could tell I hadn't had any water, whatever it was, they did whatever they could humanly do to make me feel better and then by doing that I was playing better too it's just amazing how supportive they are everybody checked in on me after the round passed and through the move and everything else they just both on and off of the court every single player on that team tries to see what they can do to make you feel welcomed loved and supported and it's something I haven't experienced with any other team I've played with it's awesome. And that's what we're talking about. Um, and, and I'm only speaking this way just in case uh, people are listening to this that haven't heard the the West round three recap was just mm -hmm. that 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 seems to be like one of the next elements of a good team is the chemistry and, and caring about each other like on and off the court. Um, because as we talked about, you know, like you have your adult responsibilities, you have like real life. Uh, we're not in that position where we're getting paid to play dodgeball. So that's the only thing we focus on. There's there's other trials and tribulations that life throws your way so if you have a a team of friends and people that they give a crap about you i'm sure that makes all the difference in the world come game time absolutely um and, and you also had like a 
like like distance has always been well i shouldn't speak for you but i would assume distance has always been something you would have to overcome so like how does that help you like do you um because just because you lived in the west didn't mean you lived with la with everybody it was like you and Alyssa are in the bay area so you're traveling um to la with the rest of them with Paige too because she's still she's still in minnesota right or in that area she's in chicago yeah it's all the same to me so um with us being away sometimes it's kind of hard because you know we'll see our la players so like Brianna, Karina, and Brenda, and Crystal hanging out, and they actually tried to FaceTime me the other day, but I was at work, um, I was really bummed, but we run into stuff like that, where we'll see them together, and it makes me really sad, <laughs> I would love to be with them every day, um, the Combine was a really amazing opportunity, because it was only one day of dodgeball, so um, being that we were all invited, and we all got to attend, we could actually spend a lot of time together and bond off of the court besides just having to try to rest our bodies between days, which was really nice. Um, but that being said, like having to travel makes it a lot harder to spend time with them, which has made it even more valuable that they still are so supportive. Um, honestly, it was really intimidating this year going and playing on the West Coast. I've played in tournaments before on the West Coast, but to actually play the full elite series and be claimed by a team. Um, it was really intimidating to play with the best, you know. Um, I think everybody knows each region kind of has their reputation, their slogan, you know. And um, so it was a little scary going into it, but with how supportive they all are, they made it so smooth and talking about our plays beforehand in the group chat and FaceTiming and all of that, it made it feel like I was part of them, even though I'm somewhere else. You know, you're like kind of on the, not on the outside, but you're just geographically not there. Yeah. So that reminds me, um, my God, you guys are tagging and, and making so many like meat puns. Um, was that just because <laughs> you guys were in Texas and it was just like barbecue haven or like what was, what was the deal? Oh with that? yeah. All the barbecue. We were trying to come up with a finesse um, hashtag for the weekend, and we went through a bunch of ideas, but all of our group chats, every time we were talking about Dallas, kept going back to barbecue and, like, talking about the places we should go, how many times we were going to get barbecue, all of that. And so that's where uh, Dripping in Meat Sweats came from. <laughs> I didn't know um, I didn't know Meat Sweats was a thing until I actually went to Dallas, Um there's this amazing barbecue area. You just like walk in and it's like an open pit and there's just, just meat everywhere. And, uh, oh, yeah. the guy that I was working with at the time, he's like, yeah, man, you're going to get the meat sweats. It's like the what? And then, um, <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure enough that night I was like, Oh, I'm going to die. I feel so gross, but no regrets at the same time. So I'm yeah, assuming... you know, sometimes you got to go out there and get the bread and sometimes you got to go out there and get the, the meat sweats. It just <laughs> depends on the day. <laughs> Is this a uh, banana bread or is this like the what the kids are saying? <laughs> like, get it. that bread, just all of it. Yeah, it's uh, get that bread, and then you know, when Dom's around, then it becomes banana bread. Uh, BuzzFeed had one of those quiz things, and it was actually, What bread are you? and our whole <laughs> team did it. And I don't remember what anybody else got, I was just very upset about mine. I got vegan biscuits. What, yeah. what even is that? <laughs> I have no idea, but I was upset. How, how is bread not vegan? I 
I have no idea. That, that's a Google search later on. That that's just <laughs> that's going too far, man. Um, Jesus. Vegan nut Buzzfeed bread. brought me good. Yeah, that was they threw a curveball at you. I was thinking like banana bread or I don't know, just real bread. None of this made up crap. But uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of hashtags and trends, and I don't know if I'm wrong, but I feel like you guys are responsible for this whole white claw nonsense. Like, what is what's going on with that? Just is like white oh, claw the new thing now? I don't actually think we're responsible for that. I mean, I definitely drink plenty of White Claw. I don't even want to talk about how much I have in my fridge right now. But I, okay, this is not dodgeball related, but I'm very excited about it. My friend's coming to visit me and um, I cut up my White Claw boxes and made her a welcome sign. But anyways, um, White Claw, I think a couple of the other teams, I'm not going to throw their names out, but I think a couple of them drink it more than we do. So I, I don't think we are responsible. Well, let that person or team reveal themselves so I can yell at them angrily and just shake my fist. I just, White Claw is so, I can't, it's just so gross. It's just <laughs> static water, like with a, with almost watermelon. It's like worse than LaCroix, but that's just me. Oh, that's harsh. Yeah, it's... There's, there's new flavors now. There's the 70 one. It's less alcohol, um, it's less calories, but the watermelon flavor I really liked. I like that one. That was good. Maybe I'll give it a second chance. I just, my little brother drank that <laughs> during Christmas, and I was like, what, what's wrong with you, man? Like, you're, you're wearing like a little satchel. You're drinking this White Claw stuff. Like, you're, you're, not, you're not my little brother anymore. You're different. I don't know you, but anyway, um, distraction there. But... Uh, Going back to so the combine, the only reason why I brought that up in the first place is just like, what do you do like conditioning wise? Is because I was able to watch it, and unfortunately, I don't think because of time I'd be able to recap that too much. I just saw like a lot of dodgeball, and um, I saw the drill, the agility drills, and um, that looked awesome. That Mark is is putting you guys through that, but um, what was your just if real quick? Let's maybe spend like maybe two or three minutes on on your on your take on the combine since it's still kind of fresh, and I think people might want to know about like what yeah. was it like being there. So my favorite thing about the combine is getting the opportunity to play with new people I otherwise might not get to play with. Um, we played with I think it was four different teams throughout the day, and they were pre-assigned but um, you kind of had to work together to get your chemistry, figure out who was going to make play calls, who wanted to play what spot on the court, rotate through, give people different opportunities. But that aspect of it is so unique to anything else, and it's less about winning or losing those games, and it's feeling everything out and who leads and who listens well and just how you mesh together and it's so different from anything else which i really really love uh this year they let us play with the same team for a whole full round robin which was different than last year and i think that was really valuable uh that being said we played so much dodgeball it was uh it was a lot it was real hard on the body um, opposed to elite, which is also hard on the body, but you can choose your subs. You can choose um, all of that. You know, you have breaks to ref and everything else. Uh, it lacks that at the combine, so they definitely uh, kicked our butts, you could say. But 
as far as the drills go, they changed them a little bit from last year. They took a couple of things out, added a couple new things. Um, I like that this year they gave us more context to the drills to relate them to real game rather than just saying, okay, do this, which was really nice. Um, I think some there's room for improvement, obviously. Things will never be perfect. So um, I'm interested to see how it keeps changing and evolving. Gotcha. And so like the context behind the drills, like, hey, throw this ball at this cone for no reason, um, change to, and I'm, I'm simplifying it big time, but like what I saw Mark doing was like, hey, when you guys, you know, you throw a ball, you have to, you know, just, just haul, you know, a word to the back line, keep your eyes forward, don't turn your back because that's when you can get picked off. You got to like lateral left and right and you got to get like another mm -hmm. ball and then like scoop it up and, and throw it before crossing over the line. So he's explaining like the scenario as to like, you know, this is the closest thing to something that we can rehearse and engage. So was, was that what you meant by, by more context to the drills? Yeah, exactly. And then one other thing is like um, for the accuracy drill this year, they gave a point value for the different spots you could hit. So there was a clear understanding of what you were achieving by hitting certain spots rather than last year it was a person, which I do actually think it should be a person, not a poster on the wall. But that being said, I valued that it was, okay, hit this level and that's five points. Hit this level, it's four points. Hit this, it's one, you know. Hmm. It has that breakdown so you know where the ideal location is. Gotcha. And did they say, like, what that was? Or, like, what was, like, is there an advantage to hitting somebody like in the shoulder versus like the, the feet or like how was that? Yeah, so down? it was a poster on the wall and it had circles. And so like right at the ankle level, level we'll say was five points. The knee, if I remember correctly, was four. The head, but it was the man, which was very tall. So a little, um, little big for the women to be using. But anyways, the head was uh, three points, I think. And then on body was one. Because of catching, possibly, or likelihood of being caught? I guess so, but it, it was nice at least to know what you were going for, whereas last year it was just, here's a person to throw at, now go ahead. And it wasn't clear you were getting points or if they were just observing or what exactly was happening. So, Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's definitely progressing, I think, in a in a awesome state or awesome pace um to go from you know how team USA used to be selected back in the day four or five years ago to what it is now um and just For the sure. fact that they're improving on it more and more and mm -hmm. it's and uh, listening to feedback has been really good yeah and that, that's probably one of the biggest things that i love so much about this is that they're it's i mean it's they are you know it's we know who they are and they're listening to the players and they've got the best players interest in mind so i think and um yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on that because I still want to go back to um, like what brought you into dodgeball. So we'll we'll probably transition to that. But just wanted to kind of just real quick get your your thoughts on on the combine, and I guess we'll find out this week um, who who made the team, or do you know when that's going to be announced? Um, hopefully, that'll come out this week. Um, we'll see. I mean, everybody left it all on the court and it was really amazing to see all of the talent in one place like that and to mix up all of that talent that was yeah so that was one thing i took away was just watching the streams like like it seems like anybody can make this team these, these uh for the, both the men's and women's like it's 
good luck scouts <laughs> good luck whoever has yeah. to pick Glad I, don't have that I do time. not envy you <laughs> no and you know at the time right now it's it's the fourth so by the time this airs it's, it's gonna be what the friday the um the ninth so we'll see <laughs> we'll see who's got some hate mail coming their way but um well, let's go back to like I guess like the beginning. So you said you played soccer. I'm I'm just gonna assume running probably helped contribute um, to your play. But what what got you into dodgeball to begin with? Like you said, you started playing 2014. Was that your earliest time, or did you play before that? Um, that is the first time I played with structure. Um, 2014, I started working at Sky Zone, and I would play like not real games or anything you know we just mess around and this guys and i worked at actually used 8.25 foam they didn't use the no stings and so um i would play there whenever i wasn't working i would play for hours um just messing around and i had this guy who came in pretty frequently um with this young kid um and he at one point came up to me and you know at this point i'm a 16 year old girl and it's a grown man talking to me and he was like oh you should come play dodgeball you're pretty good like my team needs another girl and i was a little terrified sorry aj um and i was like yeah sure and like basically ran away um a few weeks pass by or whatever and he comes back and he sees me again and he goes, Hey, our league starts this Friday. Like you should really come check it out. And then he showed me the Facebook page and their meetup page and stuff like that. And I thought maybe this is real. So, um, that week I had my phone in hand, ready to call for help, still a little afraid and walked into some gym downtown St. Paul. And sure enough, it was a bunch of adults playing dodgeball. And from there, I just never turned back. So, that's a that's a pretty interesting story. So, what, what was your thought when you saw all these like grown adults playing dodgeball? I guess like maybe relief that you know you weren't being lured into a van, but <laughs> like what was uh, yeah? <laughs> what was your your reaction after that when you saw this happening? Um, I was just so excited because I had so much fun at Sky Zone, and usually I was working like a couple weeknights or whatever. And then eventually I was working uh, Mega Jump the Saturday nights, but I was a cashier, so I didn't actually get to play during that anymore when I was working there, which sucked. But um, So I would watch everybody having fun, and then I'd play on the week, but it was slow. So it was really cool to be like, oh, hey, there's actually people playing. Like, I'm not only playing with one kid. So that was really cool. Um, And the community was so, so welcoming. From there, um, Tanya Kaiser... Eric Stone, Cody Foley, uh, Marjan, uh, who else was there? I think those were the main ones. Oh, and Patrick Tilson. He, well, all of them kind of welcomed me in. And um, so I played my first league in September 2014. And then when February, I believe it was, rolled around, Patrick and Tanya invited me to play on a team at a, it was a very strange tournament. It was called Storm the Castle. It was in Iowa, but you know, I'm a 16 year old girl at the time. And so I had to ask my mom if I could go to this tournament (laughs) and she goes, I'm not letting you leave with a bunch of random adults. And so she came with me on this trip. And so my mom and I drove to Iowa to play in this, or for me to play in this tournament. And oh, there's a couple of fun stories that go along with this one. So 
Storm the Castle is kind of like Medic. Uh, you have a stack of boxes and you get to build a tower to protect your ruler. So everybody has a role and so the ruler, if the ruler get hits, gets hit, the game is over. Huh. You have a medic who can revive your players. I don't remember the exact number. I think it's like three builders. So the builder cannot touch the balls besides if they get hit. They just can stack the boxes. So if the boxes fall down, they just stack them back up. And then there were, I think, four knights. And so the knights were the ones that could actually throw the balls. Okay. And so it was a very bizarre tournament, um, super unique. We've gone a couple of times. Uh, we brought two teams that year. And there was one point, this was the first time my mom had ever seen me play dodgeball. And at one point, I jumped in the air. And I don't think she really thought through what she said. But Tanya was our ruler in that game. She was recovering from an injury. She was sitting behind the boxes, and my mom was just behind her. And my mom goes, that's my baby, spread a eagle. Oh, boy. <laughs> and Tanya just <laughs> lost it, laughing behind the boxes. I'll never forget that moment. <laughs> but So that was my first, um, I guess, travel out of town experience with dodgeball, and just kept growing from there, so... That's so random. Uh, and so who was the person that first introduced you? He said, sorry, AJ? Yeah, so his name is AJ. Um, he doesn't really travel. He actually doesn't play anymore. He suffered a uh, ACL injury, Ooh. I believe it was. Um, and that kind of turned him away. Uh, we see him every once in a while, but he doesn't come out too much anymore. Gotcha. That's, that's so crazy. Like, if... I mean, kudos to him for for I guess asking you to play and and you know risking the the creep factor. But I mean, it brought <laughs> you into this amazing world that you might maybe have missed out on entirely. Oh man, I always get asked, "Where do you think you would be if you didn't play dodgeball?" Oh, I don't even want to know. I have so many cool experiences. I've been to so many amazing places. I've met the most wonderful people. It, I don't even want to imagine it imagine life without dodgeball it's it's weird when you think about it um just, yeah would you i don't know would you, would you be more some like, girl that's i'm just some girl that switched over to playing seven inch foam and just always would hit the ceiling throw way too high because i couldn't adjust <laughs> we eventually got there <laughs> and all this because you just so happen to work at sky zone too right that's like, yeah wow that's crazy yeah what uh what was it about dodgeball that kept you wanting to play like um, I mean, you said you, you were playing randomly with like a kid here or there, but like, had you played in school in the past and always had the thing for dodgeball or like how, what hooked you? Uh, yeah, we definitely had played some in both elementary and like junior high and high school, but, um, I was always just very competitive growing up. I had a couple of brothers, so, or have, I should say. Um, but like growing up, you know, throwing the football around with my little brother or kicking a soccer ball or whatever it was, I just would always want to compete. And I hated specifically at Sky Zone when I used to play and I would go jump at Mega Jump. I had a guy who would constantly jump in front of me to save me, whether it was to catch the ball or just take the hit. And I would get so angry. Like, he wouldn't do it for anybody else, no other guys. And there was only a couple of girls that would go and it would just drive me up the wall. I know I'm a girl, but that doesn't mean I can't compete. And so I think it's stuff like that between my competitive nature and then 
guys doing stuff like that that I just wanted to get better. Like just gotta save the the female type of mentality, just in a yeah. really annoying kind of way. Mm-hmm. So what was your like your first like competitive? Uh, so you said 2014. You're 16 years old. Um, when did you get into like the elite scene? <laughs> Um, my first elite was elite nationals in Las Vegas in 2015. Um, I played in open with fatality and co-ed with fatality. Um, and for women's, which was 8.5 that year, I played on Boston massacre. And was it just, it, it appealed to that competitive drive that you had? Like it just made sense to go to, cause I, I'm, I'm thinking you never got to, and you're probably fortunate for that, never got to participate in the National Dodgeball League, the NDL, any events there? Yep. No NDL for me. Did you know about them at least at the time? Like, was that still, were they kind of relevant when you were playing or? I've heard stories, but I never had um, any personal experience with them. Um, I wasn't at that level yet whenever, I don't even know what year that ended, but uh, Twin Cities Dodgeball players at least were kind of, past that by the time I was um, joining them. Gotcha. So the the thing that made sense the most then would, would have been Elite at that time because I don't think there were 2015. don't know that, that region too much. So basically somebody said, hey, we should go to Elite Nationals and you're just like, yeah, let's do it at that point. It was, it was so cool. I don't remember. So in 2015, um, what did I do that year? Oh, I had US, so back up, sorry. Detroit Cup, that's how it started. So I went to Detroit Cup in 2015, and that's when I met Nicole Chasen for the first time. Hmm. And Nicole told me, hey, like, you're pretty good. You should come to the tryout. And I left that and talked to my teammates, and I was like, what is she talking about? And they explained to me USA and everything else and told me about the tryout in New Jersey a couple months later. And I was just so mind blown that that was a thing and that somehow somebody thought I was potentially good enough. And so I went to New Jersey, I tried out. um, And in 2015, Worlds was hosted in Las Vegas. And I made the B squad. So I made Team Las Vegas that year. So I had barely been playing. I got to play. I watched the footage now and I just cringe so hard it's crazy how the game has changed just since then honestly but um so i met a lot of people in new jersey that was my first time meeting like the east coast people besides the couple people that went to detroit cup that year um and then from that and worlds is when people started reaching out to me about elite nationals and um Amanda actually had reached out to me and she invited me to play with their women's team. And then Tim Wells had reached out to me to play with Fatality for co-ed. And then they ended up using me for open too. But that was how I got the invite for that year and got introduced to elite. Nice. It, it just sounds like a, just like a natural prog- progression for you. Um, and everything just kind of aligning as it did with, with people noticing you like Nicole. I mean, that's, that's huge. And then um, people asking you to play, just I, I don't see why you would say no, unless it's a random tournament as a 16-year-old in Iowa. But <laughs> um, you said watching yourself play back then, you, you kind of cringe. Um, so that was, what, four, 
four years ago how, how have you gotten better since then like what would you attribute that to just experience I or attribute a lot of that to experience but also to kind of some of my dodgeball idols that I've got to observe and had the opportunity to play with um, one of them specifically especially in the Twin Cities um, Cody Foley has been huge to helping me grow as a player and honestly as a teammate and person um, he kind of swooped me after that first league season I did here and then I started playing with him and I still play with him now um, and he is always in my corner whether it's giving me advice and letting me know what he sees from an outside perspective where it's easy to read me or what my weaknesses are but he also tells me my strengths he just has been really really helpful um, I love playing with him it's amazing uh, Eric Stone has been super helpful as well he was definitely my idol as he had already played for Team USA when I first started playing in the Twin Cities so um, and then Tanya Kaiser and Marjan obviously getting to play with them when I first started and was introduced to women's instead of just co-ed man that's um that's four superstars right there so I, yeah I would, they're amazing yeah I'm not I'm not surprised that their input um resulted in, in helping you get better and, and just being open to feedback too like it, it takes a lot for people to kind of just be like hey man or you know hey friend like why do I how can I get better you know like like just having that um I guess, I don't know, confidence or, or trust to, to ask people, you know, like, how can I do better? And, and just being able to take that criticism and being receptive towards it, but then also changing it. So I imagine that that probably helps substantially in addition to practicing and, and doing what you've been doing. And that's just going to as many regions as possible and just, just soaking up as much dodgeball as you, as you can. Um, For sure. Do you have a style of play? Like, would you consider yourself like more offensive, defensive? Do you kind of just play as you, like, because I, I asked Billy this question. He's like, I don't really want to be known for just having a specific style. And uh, he definitely brings a lot to the table. Like he's he's a very offensive player, but he can also catch like anything you throw at him. Mm -hmm. um, so it kind of makes me want, like, want to ask the question still, but not really expect a, a one dimensional answer, if that makes sense. But um, yeah, what would you say your um, style would be if you have one? I'm definitely more offensive. Um, that's where... I'm the most confident. Um, I think that, especially when it comes to catching, you know, that can be so hit or miss and there's a lot more variables that you can't control as much, I think. Um, and so I, I definitely have improved defensively, but I still feel the most com confidence um, in my offensive style. Gotcha. From what I've seen, I remember you being really up in people's faces, just more on the offensive side, but... I've seen you move yeah. too, so you're, you can be a little not antagonizing, but um, like it, you're hard to hit. So yeah, I've been watching footage when I have it. Um, I don't have a GoPro or anything, but when it's available, I do try to watch it and play back. And some of my movements, I just don't understand how my body doesn't break. <laughs> I know that feeling. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about like. 36 and I still do weird stuff I'm just like I, I hope I'm not in shock and my legs facing the wrong way and I just don't know it yet but um, <laughs> yeah it's dodgeball is incredible we do all kinds of weird stuff um, um, so offensive 
do you have a, a preferred style of ball? Um, my favorite is seven inch foam. Uh, I have not played cloth yet, so no, I can't just, comment on that at all. You don't need to comment um, on I, it. It's garbage. Just don't, don't do I, that yourself. I think people are big babies. Excuse me for putting that out there. I think people are big babies sometimes, and we should all just be welcoming to dodgeball. If it's being played, we should be happy about it and not be complaining about one ball style or another. At the end of the day, we're still out there getting to play dodgeball. That being said, I know everybody's going to have their favorite. So my favorite is seven inch foam. Um, I'm getting more used to no sting. And so I like that more, but for quite a while there, my favorite was seven inch foam followed by eight, five and then no sting, but that, that switch now. So no sting's kind of switching out for it's growing on me. Yeah. Yeah. Cloth is, I don't know. It's just such a, you have to try it first and i think you either really love it or you really hate it i don't know if there's like an in-between like foam like foam and nose thing yeah you can make it work especially us 8.5 old timers but um being a baby is still i'll own that i'm definitely a huge baby about foam or not foam uh cloth so but foam is growing on me dylan if you're listening I almost like foam now. So like I said, I'd say something you'll, nice. You'll get there. Tad used to tell me all the time, oh, screw foam, blah, blah, blah. And then he came to Minnesota and I brought him to our open gym. And by the end of it, he was like, that was actually really fun. I want to play more foam. So if people are more open, maybe they'll find out they actually like it. Yeah. Which I think is the trend I've been seeing on the West Coast. I could be wrong. I don't live there anymore. But <laughs> no longer an expert on this matter. According to Post, it looks like the LA area has expanded to more foam. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, Arizona is like mostly foam now. We have no sting one night, but I think uh, it's so weird. We used to be such hardcore eight point five for so long, but now it's uh, foam is. It's a different game. Yeah, it's a different it's, game. And it's much faster, and I also think, especially in um, places that are trying to develop, I think foam is definitely the way to at least start out. It's going to be the most welcoming when you're bringing new people in, um, but it's still exciting and fast. So. Yeah, and I think it's um, maybe not so much in the fingers, but like everywhere else, it's the most forgiving. Like I'd rather get hit in the face with a foam ball from Ketchum than any other kind of ball <laughs> any time of day. Like. Yeah. Getting popped in the face of the foam ball is like, oh, that's just annoying. But like a rubber ball, like I think I might die now. I'm going to just go throw up blood soon. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Speaking of getting hit in the face, um, one of my hardest face shots, I think, that I've taken was from Glenn. He, it was at a tournament in Grand Rapids, I believe. And it was my first time playing pinch. Oh, lovely. That's yeah, exactly, and uh, that's exactly what you want to do when you, when you play pinch, yeah, get hit by so Glenn. I got a pinch from Glenn, and it luckily it wasn't like my face face, but it hit like my lips and flattened out across like the top of my chest, and I had bruises on my chin, like with the ball mark, but I didn't notice. And so we went out to eat afterwards, and I thought I had pen on my face when I was in the bathroom, and I was like trying to wipe it off. Nope, it's like black and blue marks from the ball and it's the imprint so there's your fun story i'm sorry but i i love uh, <laughs> yeah i got hit in the face by playing pinch my first time with glenn I'm like that that is Thanks, the combination glenn. you don't want like nobody wants that uh, oh my 
Oh, also, that brings me to a fun thing I love about dodgeball that I will comment on, and I'm sure everybody agrees. It's so cool that you can go almost anywhere in the country or several places in the world and have people to hang out with or at least, like, somewhere to stay or people to meet or whatever. I met Glenn for the first time, not at a dodgeball tournament. I met him when I was in Chicago when I was on a trip when I was 16. Like, Mm. just had started playing. That's cool. Just, what a crazy world we live in. Yeah, dodgeball. I mean, I know people sometimes badmouth the community, but for the most part, it, it's pretty awesome. I mean, it, you can go almost anywhere in the States now and find a pickup game or find a friend. And um, it, I think we're all better for it, just being connected that way with, with people and our group of several, what, thousand now, I think. But uh, it's pretty awesome. Um, just going back to, man, what would life be like had we never discovered dodgeball? Um, well, speaking of community, um, I want to get into some of the crowdsource questions. I did get a few of those. So um, the first one I want to start off with is, um, do you listen to music before you play dodgeball? I usually do not. Um, at the Combine, I listened to Finesse on replay. Hmm. But generally speaking, um, I socialize too much to listen to music before tournaments. So you're not like in your own world, headphones on, tuning everybody out. You're more of like the social aspect and, and talking to people. Yeah. As soon as I get on the court, I tune in. Um, I forget when I play, I forget what happens. I have to go back and watch the film or I I might remember like a moment or two if it was significant for me. But other than that, I usually I can't I can't keep score. I can't keep time. I have no reference. I basically black out. So when I get on the court, it's game time. But before that, I'm just me. That's awesome. So you say you black out when you play. Is it just like you thinking about like the next thing? Like you're not thinking too far ahead or like, are like, I don't want to ask, like, are you aware? Obviously you, you would be if you're playing, but um, is like the only thing that matters right now is dodgeball. Like, can you explain that a little bit or like you just it's like tap into really strange. Or? Um, so I don't know if this is something that people like to own up to or not, but I do like to drink a little bit while I play just so I'm not overthinking everything. Um, I don't have to drink to play, but I do like to have a little bit just to get that out of the way, especially like at the start of a tournament where I might be a little bit anxious, like, you know, playing in the West for the first time with a new team, that's intimidating. So that's kind of helpful for me to chill out and take the pressure off of myself that's in my head. Um, But other than that, um, I don't know. I just tune in. Um, I don't know how to explain it. It's, It's a mix of me trying to not overthink. I think at this point I've been playing long enough and playing at a high enough level that I don't always process everything I'm doing. It becomes more instinct and almost muscle memory than me actually assessing everything I do. And I tend to play better when I do it that way versus when I'm thinking about every single throw. Gotcha. So like body and mind become one. You're just focused on the task at hand and you just kind of as you said, rely on muscle memory and instinct to, to take over. Yeah. That's awesome. And the, the whole like drink thing, like I used to do that when I was, 
imagine the word younger. Um, my first couple tournaments, I'd get really nervous and I'd, I'd get like a shot or two just to kind of calm down a little bit. And that helped a lot, but I don't have to do that anymore. So I, and I that's that. where the White Claw comes in. Uh, it's just... not hard liquor. I'm not going to get <laughs> super messed up. <laughs> just a tiny little buzz to chill out for a sec. <laughs> you guys should be sponsored by White Claw. They, I, they need to catch on to this I, trend uh, that's happening. I've tried. Yeah. Still working on it. We'll see. It'll happen. Just, just have faith. Um, so I was going to ask what your pregame ritual is. Um, do you do anything like the night prior, the morning of, before tournament, or? <laughs> um, your laughter says a lot. Are you ready for a TMI? All right. Well, um, you can refer to Cody Foley and Lauren Dwyer on this one. They agree with me. I'm sure others do too, but poop can be a taboo topic, right? But... The pre-tournament poop is the most important. I don't know why. As soon as you laughed, I was like, she's going to talk about pooping. You just feel better. The pre-tournament poop is so important. And that's about it for me. Other than that, um, I have a really bad, unhealthy tendency to not be able to eat in the morning before a tournament or eat during tournaments. Um, I'm working on it. I'm trying to be healthier, but it's really hard. So usually I have as much coffee as I can, which is usually a few sips and that's all I get in before a tournament. And then I have my pre-tournament poop and then we get started. I was gonna say coffee's gonna make you do that anyway, so. Yeah, it just helps kickstart that. Yeah, it, it's so funny because I thought I was gonna be not clever, but it was maybe a couple of years ago. I wanted to ask the dodgeball community, like, hey, what do you guys do for your your pregame rituals? Like, do you condition yourself? Do you hit the gym? Do you do something light? Do you meditate? Do you listen to music? And, like, everyone just said, I poop. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't work with this. <laughs> but at the same time, there's got to be some truth to it, which I feel like there is. Like, you don't want to play on an upset stomach. You don't want that stuff sloshing around. Um, I'm getting way too graphic for my own likings. But I agree. Like, if you, you need to... Your body needs to be yeah. empty. If it just gonna... feels better. And usually for me, um, I'm not very superstitious, but it, the pre-tournament <laughs> poop feels more valid if I do it at the gym. So oh, I'm God. sorry to the other players. <laughs> but usually they're not bad, but you know what I mean? Like It just feels more like the pre-tournament poop if it's there. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I got nothing to say about that. Just get free. We can move on now. I'm sorry to make you uncomfortable. It's not so much being uncomfortable. I just like, <laughs> is it like a, is it a dominant saying like, this is my gym. I, I claim this bathroom now. I, it's, I'm getting way into it. Um, I'm, I'm five years old again, so we're going to move on. You're, you're right. All right. Okay. <laughs> Good to know, though. Um, if I ever want to mess with you, just lock you out of the bathrooms and take away your white claw, and then you'll be, you'll be frazzled for a little bit. <laughs> Um, well, let's move into the crowdsource, like the, the ones that came when I, when I posted them, um, we'll start with Dominic. Um, he asked what makes the finesse team so special. Uh, I mean, you guys are, you're on something. You guys are on to something. I should say like, you guys are just a very well comprised, put together, very happy team kind of talked about like how you guys care about each other. But, um, just if you wanted to wrap that up for Dominic, what would you say? One or two things that make you guys so special that we might not have covered already. Yeah, um, I guess the only other thing I haven't really talked about but is 
really valuable to me is every player on that team is somebody that has inspired me in one way or another on the court and I've looked up to them. Uh, Brianna I had seen early on and I my goal, you know, in dodgeball, one of them was to get the chance to play with her. Now I've done that a couple of times, but specifically my favorite is Finesse and she is my captain for Finesse, her and Karina. So having the opportunity to play with these players that are so good and to be so welcomed by them is just absolutely amazing. Um, I actually was a little sappy, and before round one, I wrote them all a letter telling them why I was so thankful to play with them. That's awesome. I mean, that probably just contributes to what makes you guys so awesome to begin with um, in the first place, just being able to be that, I don't want to say vulnerable, just like be sappy with them, with each other. Um, I feel like you guys just feed off of that and just make you stronger for it. Um, yes, what's your career highlight? But I want to save that towards the end. So I do want to go to this next one. That is, um, who is one player you want to play with but haven't yet? If such a thing exists. Okay, so between the combine happening, between UDC happening, and between um, the Tribune happening, I've gotten to play with, and Worlds, actually. I've gotten to play with a lot of the players that I have wanted to. Um... I guess that I haven't yet, even at this point, uh, one male player would be Justin Pyan. Hmm. Um, one female player would be, I'm going to go to a different country. I would love to play with Alex Young. Canada or? Australia. Australia. That was my She is guess. so good. I hope she listens to this. I'm going to message her. Hi, Alex. Like, hey, we're on the 50 mark. You're you're mentioned. And then that'll just be like <laughs> when we're talking about crapping. So throw off. But um, yeah, I was going to ask, like, I mean, who's who's left? I mean, you've, you've been all over the place. So, but um, going international <laughs> makes sense. Very fortunate. So definitely. And also, Dominic. Uh, I like that you're showing off with Sergio saying that you got first. Sergio, I banned you because I told you you cannot ask a question until other people have had a chance. So I'm just going to skip all of them. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll get, I think he, yeah, he contributes some later. But um, let's go to um, Frenchie Win. And he asks, what is the biggest difference in your gameplay from last year to this year? So we kind of talked about like with like four years ago, but have you noticed a substantial increase or difference, I should say, from last year? Um, I guess I've noticed my focus has changed. Um, I'm trying to become more comfortable playing in any position on the court. Um, I have a strong preference to play on the left side. It doesn't necessarily always have to be left corner, even though that's my happy place. But um, the left side is my tendency, and I'm trying to get more comfortable comfortable anywhere, whether that's in the middle, on the right corner, on just anywhere on the court. Um, also, I've been trying to shift and practice leadership and strategy um, as a focus as well. So, like, playing with dope. I am the captain. Um, we've started to mix up who's making play calls, but we started out the season with me making play calls, and that's pretty new for me. Um, I guess I did with Anarchy Women's last year too, but especially on a team with men, um, I 
have never really tried to make play calls in that situation before. Hmm. So for you, it's more just trying to get out of your comfort zone. And yeah, expand into that's other... the biggest change. Nice. That is a good change. Um, Shadid Drakeford asks, um, how do you stay motivated after accomplishing so much at a young age? Which is a really good question because, I mean, what have, what have you not done? Like even, let's just throw in the fact that you got, what, show showdown champion last year? Is that correct? Am I remembering that correctly? Um, everything that I achieved last year. Um, don't hate me for saying this, but uh, half of me thought about retiring after last year because oh it was so God. successful. Oh, okay. <laughs> but... After I got past that and I was like, all right, knock it off. Um, I don't really know if it is possible to top all of the success of last year. It was absolutely incredible. Um, but I still want to achieve more. Um, I think my greatest success I could possibly achieve would be impacting the sport, um, helping it keep moving forward and growing. Gotcha. And that, that kind of ties into, you know, that Andrew Ketchum question where it's like, what was it that you still want to accomplish in dodgeball? And, um, like, just, is there something specifically that you would like to help accomplish or you just want to be able to, at some point, say, I helped move the sport forward? Um, and we'll kind of worry about that later because you're still, you still got a lot of dodgeball in you, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Um, I would like to see dodgeball be at a higher level where, when I tell people that that is what I do, I don't want them to say, oh, I've never heard of that, or I didn't know we had a Team USA. I get that reaction a lot, as I'm sure other people do too, and I would love to see the sport get to a point where there's sponsorship and enough media attention that people actually do know that it's real. Gotcha. That'll be a good day when... Um when we get less of like, oh, you play dodgeball, like the movie, ha, lol, and then um, just more like, oh, yeah, like I saw on you know, ESPN2 or I saw and I don't know, just, exactly. just changing the whole way people perceive it. Um, that would be a good day. Um, Absolutely. It's funny because, um, so Dominic said, great question, and then Shadid follows up with saying, she's still got a long way before hitting her prime. It's scary to think that she can get better. Um, I agree. Uh, and I, I totally almost not fault you for wanting to retire after last year like i mean what what is there left to do but that's the that's the good thing about dodgeball that's always progressing and there's always more to, to do for now anyway it's not like it's not like a conventional sport where like all you can do in football is win the super bowl and that's it um we, yeah. we still haven't figured that out yet um with dodgeball a new tournament coming out every year so exactly something else to prove some other team to make um and, and the venue just gets bigger and bigger so um so he also asked me, we might cover this, but just want to go ahead and ask it anyway because we skipped anything. But he said, um, as one of the best women players in the country, what skills do you feel like you need to work on to continue your dominance and elevate your game to the next level? So you're kind of saying like strategy, calling plays, switching up your your position on the courts. Um, mm -hmm. It's pretty much those things. Like anything else that you might have missed? Um, doing a better job of taking care of my body would be another very good thing. Uh, what does it mean to be good if you can only be good for a year? So um, I'd like to put some more emphasis on that and see where that gets me. That, that is a good answer. Um, I agree with that one, especially after we were talking about that offline. And then 
Sojo asked, what is your most memorable moment on the stage, on the world stage, and also the elite stage? And then I yelled at him, but <laughs> it is what it is. All right. So do you have a most memorable moment on the world stage? Um, I guess during gameplay. So at Worlds, I won MVP of the women's division. And when they were doing the announcement, that was a crazy feeling. But actual gameplay... Um, Either my foot catch against Canada in um, semis or when we were playing Malaysia in the gold medal match. Um, I barely had warmed up before that. I think I threw maybe two balls um, and I had just used one of the massagers on my shoulder beforehand for a solid 10 minutes. Um, and I just came out hitting my targets and feeling so confident and it felt so natural and that team was just a powerhouse. That was so awesome. And then hearing the crowd chanting USA and calling out my name, it, it was a crazy moment. That's got to get the feels going, the goosebumps. Yeah. That's cool. That um, what about on the elite stage? Um, elite would probably be winning the West Series. Um, I mean, we have an absolutely amazing group of women, so to share that moment with them was really cool. Uh, last year I had won the East series with Anarchy. And so to repeat, but not repeat, you know, was, it was really cool, especially to share that with them. Um, or even winning round one was really incredible. Um, Paige, start, don't punch me. Uh, Paige started <laughs> crying. <laughs> um, it was, just a really heartwarming moment when we won round one since we had never actually played together and you know just to see everything we had talked about all come together was really cool nice from start to finish well we're not technically done yet but at least as far as the west series is concerned yeah 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 i hope uh hope Paige doesn't punch you i, I think she can hit really <laughs> freaking hard so yeah, I guess that's a good way to get my cardio in. Yeah, running from her is good. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure she's pretty good at that too, so yeah, good luck. Um, maybe she'll preserve you for post-everything, post uh, post-eligible season. Maybe. Spare me. <laughs> so Sergio asked, uh, what challenges um, have you overcome to be the kind of player you are known to be? Mental, physical, kind of talked about that a little bit, just... You know, basing, you know, receiving feedback from Cody and, and Eric um, and what you're doing now to change up, you know, some of your your styles. Um, I feel like we answered that one, but that's up to you if you wanted to take that one or move on to the next one. Um, I guess the only other thing about that is getting over the, I guess I'm going to go with pressure, though that might not be exactly what I'm trying to say, but the pressure surrounding regions. Um I feel like, especially when it comes to elite, that is so prevalent and it was kind of ingrained in my head. And so trying to get over that fear, I guess, um, was a lot at first, especially when I was new and starting to travel and trying to go to tournaments. And um, that definitely took a bit, of, a bit of work to overcome. I don't know if I asked this, I maybe just assumed it, but did you just feel like you might not have fit in or like you might not have been able to contribute or you might have slowed them down or like what, because um, I mean, crap, like what, when I'm looking at, you know, last year, 
just cycling through my head. I'm like, like, what do you have to prove other than can you mesh with this team? So was that like the mental challenge that you had or? I think so. I am my own worst critic, right? I think most people are. And so just thinking that all of these regions were better and more developed made me feel like I wasn't going to be able to compete as well against them. Um, and so I kind of had to play well enough against them to get past that in my head almost gotcha well i mean mental could be i mean that can make or break you um regardless of how good you are <laughs> so that that is a that's indeed a challenge to overcome um i think like all the time i mean you just like we were talking about earlier um when mind and body become one um i guess you just black out and, and win so hopefully that continues um let me see if if I can maybe no offense, Sergio, but kind of give other people a chance. Um, Vince Marchbanks said, "Talk about dope." Um, so you mentioned that you're the captain, that you are the play caller, kind of like the leader now. Um, wish he specified what to say about dope, but uh, I guess what's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear Vince say, "Talk about dope"? Um, I don't know. I guess it's been really cool to be captain like i mentioned earlier already about like having the opportunity to make play calls um usually when i've played co-ed at least it's generally the men making play calls or taking the corner and stuff like that and i feel like dope does a pretty good job of respecting our women um and we get to fill in the roles that we want uh, we definitely have a lot of egos we have to keep in check uh, to keep our chemistry flowing on that team, but it's been a really cool opportunity to play with new faces, and um, I don't know. I wish we still had Vince. Uh, he was great to have with us, even though he didn't play too many games due to recovering from his um, injury, but he was still, even just being on the sideline with us, he was a huge asset, and uh we miss him so. Yeah, I was I was wondering what happened because like I'm trying to remember who he played with last uh, round three. Round three, he played with Shade. Yeah, and I was like, I, I could have sworn he was on Dope. Um, but yeah, he he is no longer with us, but we miss him and love him anyways. Gotcha. Um, Josh Paco Pop um, asked if Tom has twelve apples, but the sky turns red. Why is Sheila a goat herder? White claw. I'll let him know. Um, never mind him. He is a Russian implant that I serve with, so I will let him know what your answer is tomorrow morning. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks for playing along. And I don't even know how you found this page, Josh. Uh, it's really weird seeing my worlds collide like this, so this guy is definitely a hacker. But uh, anyway, <laughs> Xander Simos asks, um, do you think starting on trampolines helped you in any way? And actually, that was a good question, so I was kind of um, trying to remember what he had asked when we were talking about Sky Zone. Um, do you think that benefited you at all, playing on a trampoline? Um, for starters, hi, Xander. Um, and then... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess that probably translates more than I think it does. I remember Elite Nationals and Worlds, actually 2015, Casey Moses would always yell at me for jumping. And that might have just been my habit coming from Sky Zone. Um, I never used to, like, drop to the ground, or I guess not ground, the trampoline at Sky Zone. So 
maybe that's why I used to jump and had to break that habit. But honestly, if it wasn't for Sky Zone, I wouldn't be playing, I don't think. So I can credit that. Um, also, playing with the boys at Sky Zone probably helped me want to keep playing. And like, I played in three years of UDC, um, which was really cool. I mean, this past year was the first time there was a women's division, but prior to that, it was open. And in 2017, I was the only female. In 2016, I was one of, I believe, three females. And I don't think I would have necessarily played in that had I not started out at Sky Zone. Again, just going back to that one... I, don't, I mean, what if you get hired somewhere else, right? Like, what if you never even got the job? Like, it's just so many what ifs that um, would have locked you out. Something incredible. Um, so maybe not so much the aspect of playing on a trampoline, but just having to start there is what probably helped you immensely to kind of answer Alexander's yeah. question. I've definitely seen other trampoline kids like that started out on trampolines do some crazy dodges and flopping around, but uh, I try to think I don't do that to my body maybe I do I don't know um but I think it was definitely more the experiences that it opened me up to at least for me personally nice uh Markel Stokes asks Jordans LeBron's KD's or others which shoes do you prefer playing in and are your favorites um the shoes I have right now are my favorite though I think I need a new pair soon they're kind of starting to wear down but I have the Westbrook why not 0.1s um the 0.2s don't seem to have quite the same structure so I'm a little nervous about the ankle support but I have some ankle problems so these have been really really good to give me that help that I need and um yeah I don't know they're my favorite so far what were they called? Westbrook? Westbrook Why Not 0.1s. In case anybody's curious as to what a good dodgeball shoe would be. Yeah, love them. Is that is that a basketball I, shoe? Sorry, I'm really bad at Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Assume, but yep. I don't even remember what I had before this. Oh, um prior to these I had Under Armour something. They were also high tops. I don't remember what they were. If anybody's curious, I guess I can go through some Dig stuff and figure it out. But these Westbrooks are my favorite, so so far, at least. And would you say, uh, like basketball shoes are, in your opinion, the way to go in terms of like what what is a good dodgeball friendly shoe? Um, they generally have the most ankle support, which at least that I've ran into so far and I need that so for me it works well um I had the hyper dunks though at one point and the heel was so bulky that I would constantly get hit in my shoe so um they aren't always amazing you know it, it really depends on your play style and what you need from a shoe but gotcha I was, just, I was always curious because I, I use basketball shoes I mean putting two and together like well we play on a basketball court and we jump a lot lateral movements um it seems to make sense but i was just more curious as to like what you thought since you've played almost everywhere and speaking of playing everywhere so i was going back through some of the surges questions um he said what country do you look forward to playing in that you haven't yet 
Um, I think Australia. Um, there's so much talent there. I miss Rowena. Oh, she's lovely. I got to play with her in Winnipeg at one point, which was really cool. Um, love her. Amazing player. I still want to play with Alex Young and a few of the Australian men as well. So that would be really cool. And maybe even see a kangaroo. I don't know. Like out in the wild or like in a zoo or? It just would be cool. I've this never seen a kangaroo. So pretty scary up close. But um, I guess it could be like a bucket list thing. Like, oh yeah, saw a kangaroo. Um, he says, uh, going back to Sergio, if you could thank your biggest supporters, be it former or current players, anyone outside the sport, who would they be? You mentioned Tanya, Marjan, Cody, uh, Eric Stone, beautiful voice. Love talking to that guy. But um, <laughs> was anybody else that you might have um, glossed over or anybody else that comes to mind? Um, Twin Cities Dodgeball as a whole, for sure. Um, they are so welcoming, um, just amazing and so supportive. They're wonderful. Um, also, Tad. Uh, He's great. I love you. Um, he has been very supportive, and it's always good to be able to see him at tournaments, and getting to play with him is really cool. Um, thankful for his support. And then the other one would be Lauren Dwyer, um, Canadian. She's one of my favorite peoples, um, always in my corner, whether it's I'm – having a hard time getting over a game, which is pretty uncommon, but every once in a while, you know, if you feel somebody has cheated or something like that, you can get a little upset and in your head. And she, she's really good at helping me out of that spot. So nice. there's that. And then finesse. So that would be my shout outs and thank yous. Awesome. You reminded me just randomly of the time, like I think both you and Tad messaged me, but you guys are like, he's like, oh yeah, we listen to the podcast when we're in bed. I'm like, oh, you guys are so disgusting and cute at the same time. That's awesome. Yeah. Now I don't live with him, so I guess we have to listen to it separately and then discuss. That's not the same. Yeah. I was just like, someday. Wow. Yeah, maybe it'll happen again. I don't know. But yeah, Tad is, like I said, he's my favorite guy. Just a funny, cool kid. I remember, like, actually, I think he got kind of upset at me and Joe for talking to him for so long one time. You're like, you're on my time, Tad. And I was like, oh, man, we're fighting over this kid. I'll let you win, Ashley. Um, let's see. I'm not sure if this would apply because um, we kind of talked about it already, but it just said, like, who inspires you now? Um, yeah, I don't know if that's just, like, a redundant question at this point. I left that from because I'd, I'd asked Billy that one last podcast. So I think um, I think you listed them all already. Like I don't want to speak for you, but is there anybody that you might have left <laughs> off with inspirationals or I mean, and this could be anybody like outside dodgeball too. I guess it doesn't have to be um, dodgeball only. Um, I don't know. I guess the only thing that comes to mind is like Vince and Nate and their leadership since that's kind of an area I'm trying to focus on right now and uh, grow. I've always been a pretty strong leader, but adapting and adjusting that to sports has been a bit of a learning experience in itself. So I definitely 
look up to them in that regard. And having Vince be with Dope was really helpful for that. And he was really encouraging and um, really supportive as I was transitioning into that role. Nice. Well, I'm actually going to piggyback off this question because I, I, and I'm going to ask this probably moving forward, but is there anybody outside of dodgeball that inspires you just like you as a, as a person, like in the past, present, or like who are your role models growing up? Hmm. I don't know. I guess I've kind of always done my own thing. I, I'm not really into pop culture. I don't really watch sports or anything like that. So, um, I guess I've always just wanted to be better. Like nobody in my family has graduated college. And so that's the goal I have. And just things like that, where it's, I, I want to be better and be the best that I can be and set an example for like my younger brother and stuff like that. Nice. I can't believe it's taken me like this long to think that that's probably a good question to ask towards the beginning. So thank you for that. I'm going to ask that moving forward. Um, I think that's like a pretty good question to ask people, but that's a, that's an awesome answer. Um, just that self-motivation to be better um, and set a better, um, I don't want to say like role model. Again, I want to speak for you, but I think your answer is pretty awesome. Those are good reasons to, to, to try to be better. Um, what is your favorite dodgeball memory to date? I mean, I can imagine you have tons, but like, and just looking at your career, like, holy crap. Um, but I guess like, uh, what comes to mind? Winning UDC. I think that's the one. If I had to pick one, I think that's it. Having played an open for two years before that, and I was actually, before it got announced that it was going to be a women's division, I was working on putting together a women's team that would go to a qualifier and then hopefully move on to compete in open. So um, when they announced the women's division though, and I was asked to captain a team, it was an opportunity I couldn't turn down and, you know, to have started at sky zone and then win in the first women's division was, it was a very crazy moment for me. And then now it might be the last women's division. So really cool to have that title. Yeah. I mean, if it's such a cool, like, like you said, it just like it almost full circle. Um, yeah. Sucks that that could be the only one, but if it's the only one you want it. Um, and I just remember like just the, the craziness that Angelique did. Um, oh, just so all the, bad. Yeah. All like the energy and excitement around that. Um, I don't know. Like, I I really love the production of the UDC. I love seeing people I know getting like the Monday Night Football production quality, you know, treatment, and then just seeing the build up for it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah. It was when I tell people cool. about dodgeball, I actually direct them to UDC, um, like for YouTube videos and stuff like that, because that production level is so high. Even doing the interview and having that um, intro video, it it just was so well done and I hope Dodgeball can keep growing and have more opportunities for such high production value yeah I, I think um, I think USA Dodgeball is on the way I mean I, I was watching you know um, I don't know if Jake was taking photos but you know you guys were like having pictures taken you guys were having a lot of like 
production s treatment and that's what he was talking about like everything i do is a production he said and um i, I hope it can come off as polished as udc because that was something that did dodgeball such a huge service and it's, it's such a shame it's not continuing right now hopefully it does pick up again in the future but um it was so cool watching that i hope so but ladies watch out i'm still gonna try to put this, a sky zone tournament together cannot guarantee a cash prize but i'm trying hey that could be um what was that one question that we asked like what did you want to do in the future to move dodgeball forward maybe you can revive udc no pressure <laughs> just get a jump started. at least for women's because not enough women had the opportunity to play yeah and that's again that's the lame thing it's like oh they finally bust out the women's division and it's done it's like no and it i guess it could be up for debate people might hate this but i think that the women's was more exciting than at least half of them open games especially the women's semifinals they were crazy. They were so close. Like crazy close as in like teams battling each other. Like, Yeah, it was just such even matches. Anything okay, could yeah. have happened. Anybody could have won. It was so back and forth. It, it was very exciting to the very last hit. Versus one team just steamrolling everybody. Yeah. Gotcha. It was, it was awesome. Very cool. Um... I, I think we kind of danced around this like with like the memories and what keeps you fueled moving forward but do you have like a career highlight so far like I mean of all the things you've done I mean we just talked about UDC maybe it's the same answer but do you have something that is like your just your highlight moment career wise like I am so proud of this championship or this medal or this accomplishment or would it go back to UDC um I think that's probably a toss-up between UDC and MVP at Worlds. Gotcha. I would just say 2018. Like 2018 was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh, and you got so much to choose from from last year. What a year! I mean, I guess not necessarily a career highlight as in a certain win but a certain experience um in 2017 i went to germany and i played in the dodgeball beach cup which was a crazy experience <laughs> we couldn't read the rules because they were in german um and it was more of a party than a tournament it was raining and we were playing in sand with overinflated eight fives they were probably like nine and a half or ten inches so that was crazy but it uh made for a lot of memories is this the the one that the out outcast team goes to yeah i played with outcast yeah oh gee what haven't you done jesus christ <laughs> that Ugh, was... there's still so much more to do i didn't even talk about canada in this podcast i've played a lot in canada too i, I... think that also was uh somewhere that has helped me grow a lot was playing in tournaments in Canada. They have so much talent there too. And is that easy to do because you you live out in Minnesota? Um, only because we are crazy and we will drive the 16 hours to Toronto. Yeah. One uh, way, by the way, one way. So. Dang. Or a seven hour trip up to Winnipeg is easy, so. What's a uh, 
just to give me an idea, like what's more, where, where's more the competition as it Toronto or Winnipeg right now? Definitely Toronto. Um, a lot of the Team Canada players are based out of um, the Toronto area, or at least Ontario. Um, they host two v twos, I believe, every month throughout the summer as a Team Canada fundraiser, and they're very successful at that. I've played in, oh man, probably at least four of them, and then. I've gone to Barrie, which is their national festival, um, two years or three years now, which is a whole lot of dodgeball. And if anybody has the opportunity to go, I would highly recommend it. That one's pretty cool. Um, A lot of dodgeball. A lot. It's good. Um, And the talent is there. So there's that. Um, I think those are the main ones I've played in out there. I've heard, I've been seeing Barry a lot, and that's like 65, 70, it's like an ungodly amount of teams, isn't it? Just a crazy weekend. Yeah, it, it is a lot of teams, but they have a lot of divisions is the big thing. I see. They have like two different levels for men's, I think, intermediate and advanced. I might have that wrong. Don't quote me. Coed has like three different levels. Um, maybe four. I think it's three. I don't know, but there's a bunch of divisions, so it it has a lot of teams. But um, they have. I want to say they have like 14 courts when I was there. I missed it this oh, year. It was over the same weekend as uh, round two, I think. So I I went to elite, but seven inch foam. It's a good practice against some real good talent. So would recommend. So if you want to sharpen your foam skills, Canada, if it's if it's travelable, manageable, you should probably head there. I'm yeah, thinking. definitely. Some good practice. Man, I'm trying to think of like... See, I haven't done Australia yet. Um, England, have you gone to England? No, I have not. That's so um, besides Canada and plenty of states i've played in germany and that would be it for countries man if somebody would take would come up to you at when you're 16 you know when when aj was asking you to play dodgeball and said hey if you say yes you're gonna go to germany you're gonna go to canada a lot you're gonna (laughs) be on tv you're going to win this much money you're gonna do all these things like I mean, imagine how you would have felt. Like, like no way. Just for playing dodgeball, you're crazy. I would have believed him <laughs> even less than him telling me it was real. <laughs> so that's <laughs> that's so crazy. Just yeah, I'm gonna take this strange person up on this offer and and see if there are actually adults playing dodgeball. And holy crap, there are. And then fast forward, and then here we are, just barely scratching the surface on on your what seems like an incredible career with with much more to come and. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm 21. Oh my god, you got I'll so be much to 22 about. in December. Ugh, yeah, you've, you've that's awesome. You you have so much dodgeball ahead of you if you take care of yourself. Which I mean, you're 21. You're like invincible right now. So, man, that's crazy. Um, this has just stirred so many memories. <laughs> thinking of all the tournaments and 
back when Detroit Cup was a thing and then it stopped, but that after party was nuts. We would always close down or we would get kicked out of the rooms and so we would end up persuading them to open up the pool past hours because we were too loud in all of the rooms and so we would just take over the pool all night. Crazy. Oh, and then the road trip that I took with Glenn Page, Eric Stone, Tanya, and then one of our local players that's a little older and we drove like 32 hours or something round trip in a weekend. It was nuts. We passed the GoPro through the cars driving down the highway because we're stupid. <laughs> uh, all the good times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the, the point of, you know, these, these interviews and it's to, to kind of stir up like some of those, those memories that, you know, like that happen off the court. Cause I mean, it's, uh, yeah, dodgeball is like, I always saw it as like the gift that just keeps on giving. Um, yeah, I can give you some stress and frustrations here and there and some drama, but like, I mean, where else are you going to find experiences like that? Um, it's just, yeah. it's something that a lot of people don't get to experience and I almost feel sorry for them, but also very fortunate for myself that I have this world to, uh, to play in and enjoy. So, um, Let's go ahead and move on to probably the most important question of the evening, uh, especially because you pawned it off last week, and that is Team Taco or Team Pizza? What are you? Um, taco versus Pizza. I've thought about this long and hard, and I'm still a little iffy, but at the end of the day, if I could only have one, I would be Pizza yes. because I can just eat a burrito even if you took tacos away from me. It's the same thing, like especially soft, like soft shell. It, it might as well be burrito. That's it. It's just a small one. I love both. I eat both way too frequently, um, but I guess I'm gonna have to go with pizza on this one. Good, good answer. And yes, I, I really hope that we don't ever wake up in a world where we have to choose between the two. That'd be awful. Oh, but man. you know, these hypothetical questions are funny. So that's like a world without dodgeball. We don't, we don't talk about that. Yeah, it's just gray and bland and no thank you. Yikes. Cool. Well, I think uh, I think we'll go ahead and end the interview there. All right, so that was an interview with uh, Ashley Cook. And Ashley, thank you so much for hopping on and staying up late to uh, talk to Oswald with me. I greatly appreciate your time. And I know that that was something that I've been looking forward to for a while now, especially as I got back into um, interview mode. But um, also a huge thank you to those of you that sent out questions. Um, those are always fun to read and fun to sift through. And uh, Sergio, I'm sorry I can't ask, ask all your questions, but um, I do need to be mindful of some time. But also just... I think the way the conversation goes, uh, some of the questions do get answered organically. So um, if I bypass your question, most of the time it's because we kind of talked about that in the past. But um, I guess that's just a long way of saying, uh, please continue to send in your questions regardless. But um, I guess I'll kind of just leave it at that. I don't really know what else much to say other than um, I am super excited for the future of dodgeball. Um, looking at players like like Ashley and, and some of the younger ones that are coming in and are accomplishing so much um, early in the careers is just um, it's just a real good positive indication of, of what's to come in the future and it's um, I couldn't be happier to still be a part of it in some facets but um, anyway if you're still listening have a uh, have a great rest of your evening a great weekend and we'll see you next time
anyway, if you're still listening, have a uh, have a great rest of your evening, a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. <clears throat> I should have said form, not facet. Now I have to Google facet because I don't know what the f*** that means. It sounded cool. No, we're going to stay on here until I figure it out. Yeah, particular aspect or feature or something. Yeah, that'll work. I'm done. Bedtime.